Hey you, what's happening at work? What's keeping you up at night? What's causing you frustration or depleting your wellness at work? Talk to me and with me. This is Joyce Odinison, your host with the What's Happening at Work show, where we create solutions to work, live, and play well. Join me now for next episode. Hello, hello, and welcome. I'm so glad that you're joining me for Wellness Competency Series. And today I want to talk about engagement. Engagement is number four in our wellness competency series, and it is such an important topic. Studies show us that over 80% of employees are saying that they are very disengaged with their work. They don't feel that sense of commitment to work. They're not satisfied with their work. They don't feel that work is suiting them. And I want to start off by talking about engagement. One of the reasons why engagement is such an important competency for wellness in our society is because we have lost the capacity to engage. We have become the society of instant gratification. We consume tidbits on social media. We don't read books anymore. We want excerpts of the book. We don't want to spend time with anything anymore. We want we want the, the bite-sized version. We are not programmed in this era to commit to anything. And, you know, I wonder why here we are in 2020 and we have the coronavirus that forces us to go back and spend time with ourselves, with our family members, in our home. Uh, most of us have already lost the commitment with our home. It's just a place where we, we come by to sleep for the few hours that we sleep. We're not even committed to sleeping a full seven hours. It's like, oh, let me get as little as possible. We have lost our capacity to engage as a society, as we become more prone to social media, as we become more um, set for that instant gratification, where we are looking for the quick fixes, the latest fads, the latest trends in societies, the hot topics, what's trending is what gets our attention. Yesterday news is tail news. So we're not socialized to engage anymore. So really, when you think about it, what is engagement? If you were to Google engagement, you're going to find the whole concept of engagement very different. A lot of it will come up when you Google engagement. You will, you, you will see engagement, engagement rings. A lot of those things will come up, but I'm going to get to that and and really emphasize why we need to develop engagement as a wellness competency in this decade. We have lost our capacity to engage and to commit. So engagement is really something we do where we have a fixed time. We set time aside, right? It's something we plan to do. It could be in a relationship. It could be 
uh, with someone. So when we look at the defini definition of engagement, it said it's an arrangement to be present, to be a specific time and a place. You could have a dinner engagement, a job, right? Job People actually, we I hear it more and more that people look at their job as a burden. It's taking away their time from living life. And so no wonder people feel disengaged with their job because their job is taken away with their greater engagement. And I'm not refuting that by any means because life is more important than a job. But I'm going to come back full circle and you will see where I'm coming from. Right? The other part of engagement is the requirement for a commitment. Now, there is another part of um, engagement in the definition that says it's, uh, it's really an opportunity to perform. It's something that engages you. It's a pledge. It's an act of engagement, the state of being engaged. So engagement is a verb. It's not a noun. And I think for so many years, we have treated it like a noun. And I get called as a, as a trainer. I, I train organizations. I in organizations. I'm a corporate trainer, workplace wellness expert, and conflict analyst. And so over the years, I will get called from organizations. Oh, Joyce, we have no low engagement. Employee engagement is low. Can you, can you come and, and do something on engagement? And, you know, it saddens me to say, actually, I can come and support you if you are prepared to change things around to engage your employees. But I cannot promise you that I'm going to come and do a workshop on engagement and all of a sudden things are going to change in your workplace. Engagement is a relationship. It, it has to be a commitment. Just think about it. If your friend calls you up and say, hey, I'm engaged. And you've never seen that person dated uh, another person. They've never mentioned that they were going out with someone or seeing someone. You've never met the person. You've never heard about them. You're going to feel a little bit suspicious. You're going to be like, what? You're engaged to whom? Why? When? How did that happen? But if you have a friend, on the other hand, who has a relationship, who is committed with uh, to another person, they've been together for a number of years, they have a committed relationship where they show mutual caring for each other, they show that they love and respect each other, they show that they're committed to spending the rest of their life or as much of their life with each other as they possibly can, then that person calls you and say, oh, hey, I'm I'm engaged. You're very excited for them. You're like, I am so happy for you. I, I know you two are, are going to be well. I see how you work well together. I see the love and caring and the respect you show for each other, right? That's what you would say. So look at the two scenarios though. You cannot be engaged to someone if you don't have a committed relationship. And that's what organizations are missing, a committed relationships. That's what employees are missing with their workplace, that committed relationship. But listen to one of the elements I mentioned earlier. If someone, let's take another scenario. So you have a friend and that friend is in a relationship for several years and it's a very tumultuous relationship. The partner doesn't show that they care for that person. That person seldom speaks 
nicely or kindly about the other person. There's always conflict. It's tumultuous. They seldom get along. There is a lot of issues in the relationship and you're concerned for their well-being. And that person calls you up and say, oh, we're engaged. You're going to be obviously concerned. And you're going to express that. You're going to say, are you sure? Are you sure that's a good decision? What are you going to do? Have you guys worked things out? Did you get help? Have you been going to getting, are you getting relationship counseling? Who is supporting you through this? What is going to happen? How are you going to change the trend? How are things going to be better for you? Right? So when you look at those three scenarios, you're going to say, huh, so what's the common element in there? What's the positive element in there? What's the element of well-being in there? In the relationship where there is mutual care, mutual love, mutual respect, mutual concern, there is that that con- commitment to each other. There is that wanting, trusting, knowing each other makes you feel comfortable to congratulate the parties and say, I wish you well. In the relationship where it's tumultuous, they don't care about each other. They don't have a relationship. They don't speak good about each other. There isn't a commitment. They're probably cheating on each other or running around or have an eye out looking for somebody better. Well, how is that different to the workplace? It is not because humans' relationship is the same. Humans are creatures of relationship. So what happens when you're in a job and your boss doesn't like you? You don't feel that it is the right job for you. You don't feel that your your boss or your organization care about your well-being. You don't feel as if you belong or that you contribute or that you make a difference or that your skills and what you bring to the organization is valuable. That makes a difference, doesn't it? That puts you in a different place. And it begs the question, what are you doing there and how is this working for you? And so when the organization calls and say, we have a commitment issue, we have an engagement issue, the reality is this is not something new. This is something that's been ongoing. This is something that they haven't worked through. And the solution is not a workshop. The solution is not a workshop. The solution is a transformation. The solution is a new refreshed relationship. And I said, a time to start over. And this is where your leaders need to step up and do what I call relational well-being, become relational well-being leaders. This is where your leaders need to say, okay, we have a disconnect here. Okay, we have a relationship issue here. What are our organizational values? What do we believe in? What do our employees care about? How do their personal values align with the corporate values? How are they making a difference? How do they contribute to the organization goals and bottom line? How do I make that relevant for them? What kind of conversations should we be having with our employees about how they matter and how they show up and how we value them and what they do and how the difference it makes to our bottom line? You see, the difference 
in an organization where employees matter is that employees are being told frequently that they are valuable, not just with words, but with action. They can read it. They can see it. It is demonstrated in the actions of the leadership. It is built into the system of the organization. There are frequent open conversations about their well-being. They know they matter. They're being told that they matter and that they're valuable and their input is valuable. It's not something that they're imagining or wondering or concerned about because it is built into their dialogue. It's built into the relationship. It is something that they can see and know and feel that I'm important. What I do is valuable. My contribution makes a difference. And that is what keeps them committed to the organizations. This is where engagement comes. In order for your employees to be committed and engaged with the organization, they need to know that the organization care about them. What's the benefits they get? What are the, how do, what are the feel good pieces that they get from the organization? Who tells them that they're valuable? What kind of conversations do you have? One of the things that we encourage is the wellness conversation. And so whether you're an individual leader looking to enhance engagement in your workplace, you have to realize though that working, having a job, having a career, working is essential for your employees' well-being. But if they're working in an environment where they're disconnected, where they feel devalued, where they feel that they don't matter, that actually detracts from their well-being. So it's essential for you as a boss to connect with them, connect them to the business of the organization, connect them to the to the to the activities of the organization, invite them to dialogue, ask questions, uh, ask their opinion, give them an opportunity to participate in decisions, to give feedback, listen to them. This is how engagement works. You wouldn't marry, you wouldn't engage somebody and commit to marrying them if they didn't listen to you, didn't ask how you feel, didn't spend time with you, didn't show you that they care, didn't demonstrate that you are one of the most important things in their life. So why would your employees wake up every day and come out to your organization and work with you when you don't do the same? The reality is an employee's relationship and their level of engagement is a direct, direct reflection of the relationship they have with their boss. So you as a leader, if your employees are not engaged, you are responsible. Your relationship with them is what determines their level of engagement with the organization, with the work they do, with the uh, the value and vision of the organization. You're, you as a manager, as a leader, as a supervisor, you are the direct relationship. You have that, that day-to-day interaction with your employees and you your interaction with them, your conversations with them, your knowledge sharing with them, your value enhancement of them, 
is what they experience and how they experience the organization. So if your organization is one of the organizations that done a research or a research or survey or study and you're coming back low engagement, you need to go back as a leader and ask yourself, where did I drop the ball? Do my employees know what they do, how they're valued, what impact they're having? And do they feel that I care about them physically? Because if you show you care, they're going to believe that the organization care. So as an organization, you need to ensure that your leaders are relational well-being leaders. They know how to have good relationships. Because if your, if your employees don't feel engaged and committed to your organization, it means that they don't feel engaged and, and committed to the leader. And you have a leadership problem, not an employee engagement problem. I am tired of the calls about employee engagement. You don't have an employee engagement issue. You have a leadership relational issue. Get your leaders to learn to have good relations with the employees and you will see your employee engagement issue deteriorate. So that's my answer to your employee engagement program uh, problem. When you call me, that is what I'm going to tell you. Are you prepared to invest in your leaders so they will learn how to have good relations with their employees, with their teams? Because that's the only way you're going to get employee engagement. They work for your leaders. They work for the leaders. People are relational. They will love your organization based on the love and caring that they are your leaders show them. And that is shown by relational. And I'm not talking about that they have to give them hugs and kisses every day. That is not what I'm saying. But they demonstrate you're valuable. We care about you in the way they talk to them, in the way they listen, empathic listening, our responsible communication. These are the things we teach in our relational well-being leader program. And I am so tired of the opposite where it becomes an employee problem rather than a leadership uh, deficiency in the organization. Turn things around and embrace that, that opportunity to provide the development that your leaders need. And you will see a vast change in your employee engagement issues. When people are not engaged, they have one eye out looking for the next opportunity. If you are in an abusive relationship, you're definitely going to be more susceptible to a new relationship or something better. If you're happy and contented, you're not out there looking for something else, right? You you overlook what else is out there because you're contented with what you have. You're feeling valued. You're feeling respected. You're feeling that what you do matter. Uh, employees have changed. The, the 20 years ago, the needs are different than it is now. People need to feel that they are making a contribution, that they're having an impact. Meaning and purpose is more important for employees today. And that's critically important and very necessary part of employment. People are not just coming for a paycheck anymore. They're coming because they want to have an impact. And that's what we're doing. So when we look at what's happening right now in in this time of the world where more employees are now working remotely 
and leaders are nervous. What are we going to do? Employees are working remotely. I can't spy on them and see what they're doing. Well, if you have good relationships with them, you are not going to worry about that. I was speaking with an employee today and said, you know, my my leader said they're going to keep us at home because, you know, they don't want to ruin a good thing. We are doing, we're doing good because there is engagement. There is those conversations. They know they matter. They know they have impact. They know what they do is valuable. And that's what we need to see more of where you don't have to worry that you can't see your employees and you can't supervise them and you can't make sure that you know that they're committed and they know what they do have, um, you know, is valuable and they have an impact. And so they're going to take the initiative to get their work done because they know it's important. They know they have impact. There is going to be internal motivation built into the process and they don't need you to prod them with a stick to keep moving because they're just doing something that's meaningless. So that's one of the the pieces and and that's why it's so important and why I believe engagement is a wellness competency and something that we should learn to do uh, in the workplace. Leaders should learn how to engage employees in dynamic conversations. They should be fostering that relationship among employees, among co-workers, so that they can be uh, they can be engaged and committed to each other, to the team, and to the team effort. It is it, it parts is part of the system, and you can build it in and systematically work it so that your employees, your organization, can see a higher level of engagement, and you have fewer of those concerns about disengagement at work and we start seeing those statistics lowered uh, with with the opposite. So if you're interested in in any of this and you want to develop relational leadership, check us out at interpersonalwellness.com. You can look at our relational well-being relational leader well-being program and uh, connect with us. Uh, We have a cohort coming up in August where we're putting leaders through that program. We also have uh, another one coming up in the fall so uh, leaders can start and it's something that you can stagger. You don't have to do it all. It's not an intensive program. It's something that the leaders are doing over a year. It's a 12-month program. We also have mastery. I also teach mastery. And these are for individuals and leaders and employees who are looking to develop the nine competencies, the nine wellness competencies that I teach. So look for an upcoming episode. Uh, we Weekly, we have the, uh, the podcast coming up. But what you will also notice is that mastery, which is my coaching sessions where I teach you the nine wellness competencies every month. We pick a competency that we're working on. And so I look forward to seeing you in Mastery Show Up. If you're looking to master your relationships, to enhance your own personal engagement and your commitment in your personal or professional life, join Mastery so we can talk more about it. Join me either at joyceodidison.com or interpersonalwellness.com where you can click on the coaching link and that will take you to Mastery and we can talk more about how we can support you there. Thank you for listening and uh, this episode. And please leave your comments. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this podcast and on engagement and share with your friends, share with your coworkers, uh, share with your leaders as, as um, and, and leave your feedback on this podcast. We are available on iTunes and, and many of the uh, podcasting uh, venues where you can find us and uh, leave us a comment.
Take care and be well. You've been listening to What's Happening at Work. This is Joyce Edison, your host, and I want to thank you for being with us. Thank our guests and our sponsors, Interpersonal Wellness Services, Inc., the Global Workplace Wellness Summit, and of course, the Wellness Competency Mindset Movement. And if you want to hear from us, learn more or get more episodes, join us at interpersonalwellness.com, where we help you to work, live, and play well. Bye now, and we'll see you for another episode.